As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My Seven Chakras, episode 188. The people in our lives are there by design. They're there to remind us of love, love for yourself and love for each other. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, founder and host of My 7 Chakras. Not six, not eight, but seven chakras, where we dive deep into the ancient world to uncover nuggets of wisdom that will help you uncover your true self. Before we move on to the main portion of today's session, let's listen to our latest iTunes review written by Afro Universal, who writes, I'm learning so much about people, chakras, and my inner energy. Please keep doing what you're doing and never stop. You are helping people. Smiley. Action Tribe, I'm so glad that you guys are enjoying the interviews that I put out. And I won't stop because this is my calling. Now, if you want your review to be read out as well, make sure you share your views and your experiences in the form of an iTunes review. How do you do that? It's simple. If you're on your podcast app on your iPhone, just hit reviews and then hit write a review. You can also use this link to jump directly onto the iTunes review page. The link you need is my7chakras.com forward slash review. That's my7chakras.com forward slash review. Remember, the seven is in word, not in the digit. And remember, I read each review whenever they come out. So let's help attract more action takers just like yourself. And with that, I'm excited to bring you our featured guest, our special guest for today, Heather Criswell. So Heather, are you ready to inspire? I am. I am. Awesome. So Heather Criswell is the founder of Wise Inside, a company dedicated to guiding us back to the wisdom that lies in every one of us. She's an author, speaker, and parenting guide, sharing her unique approach to life, wisdom, and love with families around the world. So Heather, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thankful to be here. Awesome. So 
If you've listened to any of our episodes before this, you would know that we always start off our show with an inspirational quote. So my question is, what is your favorite inspirational quote and how does that apply to your day-to-day life? Well, my favorite quote is actually from my mother and uh, I featured it in my book um, and it's actually been picked up a couple of other places already, but it's a really beautiful quote that says, the people in our lives are there by design. They're there to remind us of love, love for yourself and love for each other. The reminders come in lots of ways. Some are challenging and unpleasant. Some are easy and effortless. Regardless of how they show up, we are here to remind each other of greatness. Wonderful. And how does that quote play out in your life? You know, it it plays out because there's so many times in life where we're driving and we get cut off and, you know, we, we get upset with the person or, you know, we have experiences that are challenging with each other, especially in relationships. And when we can take the time and really see it from a place of love, maybe that person is driving to, you know, the hospital and there's a major situation that's taken place. Maybe not. But the point being is staying in a place of love and seeing the greatness in each other actually allows us to see the world in greatness too. It, it's it's kind of like, you know, what you, where your energy goes, where your attention goes, your energy flows, right? It's really paying attention to the greatness that surrounds us and having compassion for each other in spaces when we really don't know what's going on with each other on a deeper level and holding that space for greatness for each other. So it's something that I use every single day because there are challenges that are out there in every single moment of our lives and we have choice to see the greatness or to suffer. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing that quote. The people in our lives are there by design, action tribe, and they are here to remind us of our love for ourselves, but also our love for other people around us. And they are here these people, they are here to remind us of our greatness that lies deep within and it's all about unlocking that greatness and showing it to the rest of the world. So thanks a lot for sharing that wisdom and with that, let's dive in. Heather, what inspired you to write your book, Wise Talk from the Other Side? Well, I was actually, uh, I've had a long life of spirituality um, intertwined through many businesses that I've, I've started. I owned a preschool for years and a wellness center where we did all uh, massage therapy, all alternative, uh, acupuncture, Eastern healing, a lot of different modalities. So um, I became a Reiki master and I've always been really connected into self and spirituality. I went to a women's retreat and we had a, a session where we did breath work. And in that breath work, I actually had an experience where I connected with every single family member that had passed on to the other side. And the backstory is, is that I've actually lost every single family member in a span of about 12 years um, and literally pretty much orphaned on this planet, if you will. Uh, You know, no grandparents, aunts, uncles, uh, you know, mom and dad passed away very young. So I had this opportunity to do breath work and I actually connected with them on the other side. And within this time frame that we had to do the work, I heard so many nuggets of wisdom and they actually just talked to me about the other side and talked to me about this side. What is it about here? What is this this life for? Why are we here? And they fed me. They fed me so much love and basically wrapped me in love and gave me so many nuggets that they said that it needed to be shared in a book. And it was a beautiful experience. I cried. It was amazing. And 
I said, I'm not writing another book because I had a previous book that I wrote that took about a year and a half. So <laughs> I said, I'm not writing another book um, yeah. and went back home, basked in the love. Uh, the ability to connect with them on the other side was a gift that was given to me. And this nagging kept coming about writing this book. And I literally talked to a friend and she said, look, nothing's going to happen in your life until you write this book. So I sat down every night for 13 nights and wrote the entire book. Uh, the editing process and design and all that obviously took a lot longer, but the actual writing of the book took 13 days. And the book is structured that every uh, immediate family member, my mother, father, uh, gr both sets of grandparents and the babies that uh, we had miscarried and lost and even our pets that we had lost communicated with me on the book to share their wisdom from the other side and how do we integrate that wisdom here on this planet. So that's what the book is all about. Got it. So you mentioned that you had a preschool a wellness center. At one point, you became a Reiki master. You attended a women's retreat and during which you were doing breath work. And at that point, you connected with your departed uh, loved ones. So uh, firstly, I mean, losing so many family members in such a short period of time is an experience that very few people can uh, relate to and is a situation that is so challenging and is tough. Uh, how did that make you feel? Well, it was it was like in a boxing ring, right? And I got hit and I get knocked down and I'd stumble back up and literally get knocked back down again. And they were very close to each other. So I'd have a miscarriage and lose a set of twin babies and then my mother passed away and then, well, my grandmother passed away, her mother, and then my mother, and then another set of babies. And it was just our dog, my, my grandfather, my grandmother, my father, it was just back to back. So it just felt like I kept getting knocked down and each time it got harder and harder to get up. And it, it's, it's the kind of grief that is unexplainable and we all process grief very differently, but my goal for this book is to help people walk through that grief and not just grief, but loss in any way. Um, you know, it, the book talks about bullying and, um, you know, uh, divorce. So it's it's a all encompassing of how all these people fit into our fit into my life in particular. Um, and the story, it, it, it tells the story of why these people were here, why behaviors happened and how do we process that? So it, it, it all happened in divine timing is my point at the time when it was happening, it was so painful. I couldn't see that. It just took years for me to get to this point, but it, it, it was also a practice of spirituality along the way, you know, um, integrating things like Reiki and yoga and meditation so that I can reconnect to that wisdom within and reconnect to what I believe is divine universe, you know, energy, spirit, love, God. Uh, you know, however we label it, I believe it's all the same thing. Got it. Now, you shared that you lost these family members over a period of 12 years. And at that point, you were angry, you were sad, you felt lost and alone until you met them again. Uh, so what's the story behind the breathwork that you did? Could you walk us through what exactly happened? And were you expecting this experience? No, not at all. I have done breathwork before. And breathwork is basically just taking really focused, inhaled, deep breaths into the body and allowing um, your body to just kind of fall into space and love. And really connecting back into your source energy, whatever that is. 
I've done breath work before, but when I went to this women's retreat, it was different. And I had little signs that were coming to me. Like when we first started, I heard just in the back of my head, and I believed in signs. My parents have always given me signs through license plates or, you know, uh, phone calls or songs on the radio. So I heard in the back of my head, you know, go over by the door and, and lay down there and do the breath work there. And when I did, I started breathing in deep and they have some beautiful music and there's coaches that coach you along the way, but it's a very focused breath. So kind of the outside world is eliminated, if you will. And literally, as I was coming into my own self and taking those breaths and really connecting to the divine wisdom within, I visually in my mind saw my parents walk through the door and my grandparents follow them. And they literally circled me. Uh, you know, my father was on my right, my right shoulder. My grandfather was on my left, my grandmother, and they was on my left. My other grandmother was on my left hand, foot, and they circled all the way around to my mom on my right hand. And they literally told the story of their lives as I was laying there, why they were in my life, why we were together, what it all meant. They asked me if I had any questions about the great scheme of life. And of course, in the moment, I was like, you know, how do I lose weight? And they laughed because they were like, you have the whole universe in your hands of questions that you ask about how to lose weight. <laughs> um, and I was like, but yeah. And they actually explained that to me, too. They said, you have extra weight because you're about to get really, really busy. You're going to write this book. You're going to be on speaking tours. There's going to be so much going on that you literally won't have time to eat. So be okay with where you're at now. So they kind of gave explanations as to my grandfather was not a very nice man to me. He was very abusive. And my grandfather explained why we had that experience together. And what it was actually teaching me was that even your own family member, when they are supposed to love you, we still have to find that love within ourselves. We cannot rely on the external world to give us that love. We have to know it for ourselves. So that was his, his role in my life. And he apologized and he said, that's not what I wanted, but that's what had to happen in order for you to be able to stand on a stage and take all the trolls and the people out there that are going to say that you're wrong or not doing it right and to stand firmly in who you are and what you believe. That was my purpose in your life. So something so terrible and tragic in the moment of living it, where he was incredibly abusive turned into something really beautiful and healing and allowed me to embrace that experience for exactly what it was, just an experience, to help shape me into the human I am today. Mm -hmm. So they all kind of gave their wisdom. They wrapped me in love. They said that we have it all wrong, that we can actually heal our bodies instantaneously, but we haven't accepted that yet. Um, and they said that's coming. So they gave some really beautiful clues to what's coming to. And they told me to write the book. They said, this needs to be out there in a way that feels good so that people can really embrace it and see the love for themselves and each other. And so that's what I did. <laughs> Got it. Now, was this one experience or did you meet your uh, family members on different occasions or at later stages as well? Well, it, this experience was unique, uh, completely unique. Up until then, I had experiences of 
seeing signs. Um, my parents have communicated with me through license plates often. So uh, when I see a personalized license plate or a Texas license plate, I know that they're around. When I hear a specific song, I know that they're around. But until this experience, I had never felt their presence so strongly. And they told me that anytime I wanted to talk to them or be with them or have them, all I had to do was call a round table. And that round table was literally my entire family coming and sitting with me and discussing whatever that is that I wanted to discuss. And so I've used it over time. I've had friends that family members have passed on and been able to chat with their family members through my roundtable experiences. So I continue to connect with them. And now it's just instantaneous. I can feel them uh, circle me. And at the time, they laughed. Uh, My mom said, we're always with you. And every single one of my family members said, well, that's not necessarily true. We're with you when you want us to be. But your mom, she's always with you. So I thought that was kind of funny. You know, we can call on them at any time, but sometimes mm-hmm. they stick around too. So do you believe that these people are your spirit guides? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, um, you know, they help guide me back to the wisdom that lies within. And I think that we all have different experiences of that. Some people say angels. Some people say spirit guides, angel, um, you know, animal guides. Uh, We all can can have a label for it. But yes, I absolutely think that we're not alone on this planet, that we have so many ways to access uh, spirituality and access love from from many dimensions. And, you know, our loved ones that have crossed over, they don't leave us. They don't leave us. So I absolutely believe that they are they are part of my spiritual guidance um, every day. Absolutely. Got it. Now, on the same topic of, you know, spirit guides, you've interacted and, you know, had communications with people who are familiar with you, right? Your family members, and they said that they are watching over you and they're not there all the time, but whenever you want them to be there. Have you dived deeper to understand if there are some of your spirit guides who are sort of strangers, right? Because that tends to happen also. People who you've never met but are still your spirit guides who have been chosen or a part of your contract to to guide you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think that... Um... You know, it gets a little it gets a little challenging to wrap my physical brain around it uh, because you know we're here on this planet. But I, yeah. I do believe that yes, I, I believe in in past lives. I believe that we've traveled together in many times together, and I think that there are, are a lot of guides. I, I've been introduced to a couple of them through through some other experiences, um, but for me, the the biggest source of of guidance is my family. And now, you know, again, that that that's people that I've been traveling with probably forever. And uh, they might show up as spirit guides in different forms in, in other ways, you know, uh, but my physical mind wraps it around my mom and dad that passed away. But yes, I do believe that there are there are more guides, more people watching out. I, I actually believe that there are more Call them angels, guides, spirits, watching out for us in every way, shape, and form, more than we have ever uh, seen with the eye. Um, You know, yesterday, in fact, we were pulling out of a park and my husband, you know, stopped and he, he was looking both ways, obviously, to cross the street in his truck. And a truck came around the corner and literally was going 55 miles an hour, ran the light 
And I, I, in that moment, I was right behind him in another truck. We were following each other. And I just said, angels, move the car, move the car. And I don't know how it happened because it should have been a crash, but the other truck literally moved seconds and it, it, the collision was avoided. So I don't know. Uh, but what I will say is I'm incredibly grateful for it. You know, <laughs> like, mm. yeah. um, I can't see it with the human eye, but I know it with the human heart. So you spoke about uh, these signs that you get, these nudges that you've been receiving all your life. And I'm sure that many of our listeners do or have experienced these synchronicities as well. In your experience, could you give us an example of uh, a synchronicity or, or a sign that you received that sort of uh, validated to you that, yes, someone is trying to communicate with you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many of them. But the one that really changed my life was I was young. I was in my early 20s. And my grandmother, my uh, maternal grandmother, was very, very ill in the hospital. And she lived in Texas at the time. And I lived in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I had talked to my mom. And I said, is she okay? And something kept nudging me. You've got to go out and see her. You've got to be out there. My mom's like, she's fine. Don't worry. We'll get through this. I'll let you know if it gets worse. And so eventually, I, I just couldn't shake it. And I was pulling into a fast food restaurant at the time, Burger King. Yeah. And I said, you know, God, please give me a sign. Let me know that if I need to go to Texas, please let me know I need to go to Texas. I need to go. Just give me a sign. And I literally pulled in and the drive through the car in front of me had a Texas license plate. Mm. And I was in Nevada, which, you know, for your listeners that may not know the context of that, that but that's like 2,000 miles away. So it was, uh, it was a pretty decent sign very quickly, m- might I add. I literally asked the question and it was right in front of me. And I never forgot that. And so when my mom passed away, I would see Texas license plates no matter where I went. Um, you know, we adopted our, our child in a foreign country and there was Texas license plates in, uh, a, a, you know, international foreign country in a restaurant. Um, we, I, I've been to every basically state in the country, find Texas license plates, no matter where I go. So, um, she actually also too kind of kept mail coming to our house with her name on it for almost, I think it was like eight to 10 years we got mail from her and we had moved quite a few times, but we always got mail addressed to her um, in our mail, which we had no idea how that happened. So there were just beautiful signs. And when my father was in hospice, he said, you know, I don't think I can do the mail thing, but when I die, know that you know, you'll see Nevada license plates. I said, okay. And I was in California at the time and I'd see Nevada license plates all the time. And you think, well, it's close to each other. So maybe, but it, they just happened to work out really beautifully. When I moved back to Las Vegas, I said to my dad, I said, dad, you've got to up the game because I'm in Nevada now. I see Nevada license plates all the time. I said, now you have to do personalized ones. And lo and behold, every single day I see a personalized license plate you are greater. You are love. I was having oh. a, I was having a really hard time the other day and I just turned the wrong way. I literally went down the wrong street and I was so mad at myself and I was like, gosh, why did I turn this way? And I looked up and my favorite car is a Jeep. And so there was a Jeep and it had a license plate that said love life and it had a rainbow tire cover 
in a circle with a peace sign with dog prints inside. So it was pretty much everything I love. Rainbows, love life, Jeep, dog prints. And I just laughed and I said, thanks, dad. I really, really needed that. Um, And it just showed up. It literally just showed up in front of my eyes because I turned, quote unquote, the wrong way. Got it. So for someone listening to the show right now uh, and wants to have more of these synchronicities and wants to receive or acknowledge more of these nudges and signs that they are receiving, uh, is this something that they can consciously affect? And if yes, what can they do about it? Absolutely. The biggest thing that I have learned is to ask ask for what we're wanting. So to say in that moment, look, I really need a sign. And it can show up in a song. It can show up in a billboard. It can show up with a lucky penny on the ground. It can show up with feathers. I need a sign to let me know that you're here and how can I communicate with you? And to take a moment to really breathe into that, into our heart, not breathe into our belly, but breathe into our heart, the ability that we all have to connect to that spiritual presence that's within us and outside of us. And when we do that, then we can actually hear, you know, um, and some people may say their voices in your head, say what you will, but if it's helping you, it's there on purpose. And so, you know, show me a sign and then be aware, pay attention. You know, instead of being so frustrated and angry that you made a wrong turn, look around. Is there anything that you see that could give you a clue that they're helping you or that they're there or something that you need in that moment? Uh, Maybe it's somebody just standing on the porch smiling. You know, maybe you just needed to see love in the air. Maybe it's you know, kids playing and seeing joy, whatever that is, like, take a moment to actually check in with yourself. What am I seeing here? And what's the possibility of of it meaning something? And a lot of people say, well, you're just making stuff up. And here's the deal. I don't care if I'm making it up. It feels good to me. And it's helped me cope with losing every member of my family on this planet. So I'm not in a hospital. I'm not in an institution. I am doing my best to share my wisdom and love with the world to help people feel better. And so it, it, no matter how it looks to other people, how it feels to you is what's important. I think that's uh, really good advice. No matter how it looks to people, uh, if you know it and if it's working for you, that's all that matters. So uh, going back to that day when you had that uh, interaction with your uh, family members during the breathwork session, uh, what were you feeling like? Did you feel a bit scared, a bit excited or emotional? What was your feeling exactly? I was in slight disbelief in the at the beginning because um, I was like, am I just dreaming this? Am I imagining this? And mm-hmm. they were very clear and I actually felt their hands on my 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 physical body. And that's hard. That's a hard concept for me personally to wrap around because they're not here physically. So, um, but we are all energy and I believe that they have the ability to, to connect in energy space. So it was a little, um, uncomfortable for me because it was an experience I had never had before. Once I set down that uncomfortable feeling, 
I realized, oh, this is what real love is. This is what it feels like to be wrapped in love. And they literally in that moment also said to me, look, you guys have the ability to spontaneously heal. We're going to show you. And they said, any ailment, anything that's going in on your body right now, we are literally just going to wrap blankets of love around you and surround you in a cocoon of love. And they did that. And I felt this energy in my body that I've never felt before. And I've, of course, I, I, like I said, I've been a Reiki master. I've taught Reiki, um, teacher, I've been a teacher of Reiki. I've done massage therapy, um, energy work, you name it. I I've done it, you know, cranial sacral work. So, um, but I've never felt an energy like that, not from anybody, not from myself. And what I realized is, is that we have only tapped in a small amount to the universal energy that's available to us at any given time. And that's what they actually taught me. So when I was in it, it just felt like just beautiful love. And love is such a, a easy, um, simple word for what the experience is. There's really no way to explain it other than to experience it. And, you know, the truth be told, it, 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 was, it was an experience that rocked my world after being, you know, in the healing space for many, many, many years. Um, it rocked my world. Absolutely. Got it. So you said that there's no way to really explain it that well, but to experience it yourself, right? So what advice do you have for someone who has recently lost a loved one and is desperately wanting to get in touch with them once again? That's a great question. And I think a lot of people, we are we are taught to look outside of ourselves, you know, find a psychic, find a healer, find a... And I'm not discounting people uh, supporting us on our journey. What I will say is that it's really important to reconnect to ourselves in that moment to say, you know, I have the abilities within me and maybe I literally just take a moment to take some deep breaths for myself and do my best to connect with them and really feel their energy and space. And so how that looks is taking a few deep breaths, remembering all the beauty and the love that you had for that person and asking them to join you. And I, I have a little, I have a few rituals for myself. I light a candle. Um, you know, I have a light that says love. I turn my light on that says love. Um, I put my hand over my heart to make sure that I'm connected to uh, a beautiful, loving space from heart to heart connection. So there are some real steps that I take in order to get in that space. But it's not something that is that we have to be taught or that somebody has to do for us. We can actually do it for ourselves. You know, light a candle, find a beautiful space, be in a, a grateful, loving uh, mindset where we lay down and take a few deep breaths. I really want to connect with you, mom. I've missed you. I love you. And, you know, I've loved who you are. And can you just come with me and sit by me, you know, and start really small because I've actually had my parents show up and say, you know, we're here. And if you want to, you can see us. And I've I've denied them. I said, no, 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 I'm not ready to visually see you yet because I'm not there yet for me personally. Um, I like hearing them. I like feeling them and experiencing them, but I'm not really yet ready to see them, if that makes sense, mm. <laughs> because it's a little bit more than my mind can handle right in this moment. Uh, but I have a feeling before I leave this earth, I will actually see them visually. Um, I just haven't got there yet. <laughs> so take what feels good to you is the point, right? It doesn't mean it's right or wrong that I I, I should or shouldn't see them. I'm not ready for it. So 
just experience what you're ready for and and know that in your heart that I really would like to hear you or I'd like to feel your presence or I'd like to have a sign and have those conversations and I promise you will see results. Beautiful. So Heather, how has Reiki impacted your life in all of this? Well, Reiki I stumbled across when I opened my wellness center and I was a massage therapist and I was just exploring a lot of different options, alternative healing. Mm-hmm. And I found a Reiki master that I absolutely loved. And I literally took every class I possibly could and became a teacher. And what I've realized with Reiki in particular is it's not something that we necessarily have to learn. And contrary to, you know, obviously we have Reiki teachers, um, but I think they're just reminding us if that makes sense. I think we all innately have a Reiki um sense about us because Reiki is just centered, in my opinion, is sending energy and love to the spaces that feel dark and, and, and lonely, sad, need help, need healing. So I think we all have that ability and naturally have that ability, especially in moms, right? When a child falls and skins their knee, if you watch a mom intuitively, they usually put their hand over the owie, if you will, Okay, we've got it. And then they apply the the antiseptic or, you know, the bandage or whatever. But intuitively, I believe, and I've watched this with moms in particular, or when we are and somebody gets hurt, we automatically hug them or or we provide touch and um, energy exchange, if you will. So I think that it's available to all of us. And uh, we just, again, needed to tap into it. And and often Reiki masters, teachers can help us reaccess that wisdom within. But I believe it's a wisdom that we all have. And it was one of the greatest gifts of my life because it helped me realize that we all have this energy uh, between us, that we have the potential to help each other in beautiful ways. And I think that that's what makes Reiki so special and beautiful. Amazing. Thanks a lot for sharing those inspiring stories. Now, for someone who wants to take action right away, what is that one action step you'd like to recommend for our listeners? The one action step I would recommend is really asking yourself, what am I wanting? And that's a different question than what do I want? What do I want kind of puts it out there in a way that is, you know, in the future or not in the present, in the now. When we ask, what am I wanting? That's asking the universe right now, asking self right now, what are you wanting right now in this present moment? So if you want to connect with your loved ones, what am I wanting? I want to connect with my loved ones. How can I do that? I can ask. I can do some breath work. I can meditate. These are the things that I can do, but we have to be clear on what we're wanting in every single moment in a relationship, in friendships, you know, with physical things. So that's the question I ask myself always, what am I wanting? Because it gets us in touch to our our own wisdom within, not externally, not what my spouse is wanting, my child's wanting, my friend's wanting. What am I wanting on this planet right now? And that's, I think, the key to feeling good. Because when we tap into what we're wanting, we access wisdom and we acknowledge our own greatness and we are able to shine for the world. So action drive to access the show notes for today's episode, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 188. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 188. 
A man with outward courage dares to die. A man with inner courage dares to live. This is an amazing quote by Lao Tzu, who wrote the book Tao Te Ching. Action Tribe, I want to let you know that you are a brave soul. Why am I saying that? Well, the very fact that you're listening to this episode means that you're actively taking steps to overcome your challenges and find solutions. And I know it's not easy because you are a warrior, action taker, because you have that inner courage and determination that makes you want to be more and live more. And for that, I salute you. So Heather, talk to us about a time when you personally experienced a major life challenge. How did you enter that situation? And then what steps did you take to overcome it? Well, there's been a lot of major life challenges in my life. Um, you know, the biggest life challenge that one of the biggest life challenges that I've had is finding my mom uh, dead, basically in her home. And there was a moment I knew I knew before when um, I was going over to her house, I had made a phone call, she didn't answer. And I knew in my heart, when I went over there with my husband, my husband said, let me go up. He, she was upstairs. Let me go up and check on her. And he was standing at the top of the stairs and he just looked at me and he shook his head. And I ran up there and I knew she was gone. And we got on 911 and they were yelling at me. They said, do CPR. And of course, I had I knew CPR all my life. And I started doing CPR. And I literally felt my breath go through her body like an empty shell. And there was, I've never experienced that before. Um, and I literally took a breath into her mouth and it went through her entire body. And I knew her spirit was out of the body. And 911 kept yelling at me saying over and over again, you've got to keep keep trying to resuscitate her. And I knew in my heart she was gone. And so I had a moment where I had to really process that quickly. And we had the coroner come and they were basically saying that obviously she had gone. And I saw her go out of her home in a black garbage or garbage bag or a black bag. And I had to realize that we are so much more than our body on this planet and that her spirit was still there in love and that um, that body was just a vessel on this planet. It was just a vessel here to do what she needed to do, but her energy and her spirit was still there and still with me. And I take that with me because we have this permanence of life, right? That that these bodies are it and our lives are, are, this is our life and you get one shot at this. And they have made very clearly to me that each lifetime is a blink of the eye. It's just a moment. And if we really knew that in our hearts, we wouldn't be so stressed about this being the only life, if you will. <laughs> so I've taken that lesson and, and owned it that we are not our bodies, that we are so much more than meets the eye. And I'm incredibly grateful for that experience, although it was probably one of the most stressful experiences of my life, but I'm grateful for it. So looking back now, uh, if you had to share one major life lesson in just one sentence, what would that be? Everything circles back to love. No matter how it looks, everything circles back to love. It, we can think it's terrible and it's not. Everything circles back to love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, the, it, It's so simple. It's so simple. And yet it's so powerful because when we can take any circumstance and, and see the love in it, or at least acknowledge that there's love present, it shifts our entire being. It shifts your entire experience 
on this planet. So everything circles back to love. Well, thanks a lot for sharing uh, your story with us, even though it meant going back to a time of uh, major challenge in the past and of stress. You mentioned that one of the challenges was finding your uh, mom dead in your room. You shared that story in that you, you you called her, but there was no response. Your husband went upstairs, and when he shook his head, you just knew it. And then you called 911, you performed CPR, which I'm sure was so hard to do on your own uh, mom. Uh, and you felt as if your your breath was just going through her body. At one point, at that point, you knew that, uh, that she had departed, an experience that was uh, so hard uh, for you to process. Uh, but then as you took some time to realize what had just happened, you realized that we are much more than our physical bodies and that each lifetime is uh, actually just a blink of our eye. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, it's a really profound wisdom to note and to realize that we are not human beings having a spiritual experience, but we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So thanks a lot for sharing. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me and for allowing me to share my story and hopefully inspire others to see that, you know, all the experiences we experience in life are there to serve us in a greater way. And some are really crummy and terrible and some are really beautiful and magical, but they're all here to share uh, love with us in some way, shape or form. And sometimes you can't see it in the moment, but when you look back, you can connect the dots in a really beautiful way. So Action Tribe, I hope you've enjoyed today's session as much as I have. As you head out in the world to execute the ideas that you've learned, remember this one key principle. While it's important to take conscious and consistent action towards your vision, it's also important to align yourself with the Tao and match your vibrations with the experience that you are trying to attract through meditation and visualization. But you need both. Only visualization and meditation might not help you get there. You need to take action. Similarly, just taking action without raising your vibrations and visualization might make you feel stressed out and overworked. You need both in order to achieve your human revolution. And that's probably why Paulo Coelho wrote this statement in his best-selling book, The Alchemist. He said, when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you achieve it. So you need to align yourself with the universe. So Heather, what is your life's purpose at this point in time? My life's purpose is to share the stories that I've experienced on this planet um, up to this date, uh, to share those stories, to help people actually see those stories within, to help them access the wisdom within so that they can experience love for themselves, love for their family, and love for each other in a way that is so magical and beautiful on this planet. So my my calling is to share the stories and help people reconnect to that wisdom within so that they can have the same experiences or even better experiences in their own life. Awesome. So out of all the experiences that you've had, was there ever a defining moment, maybe an interaction or a book that you read or a phrase that you came across that really changed your life? There's been so many moments in time and I, I can't say that I, every time I think that there's a defining moment, there's a better one, right? Uh, but what I will say is I had an altercation with a family member uh, just recently and, and they were basically discounting my wisdom. And I had this moment where I realized that I have unconsciously been looking for mothers to replace my mother on this planet. And nobody can replace my mother, but the idea of a mother figure on the planet. And I had this moment where I heard very clearly that you don't need a mom to hold your hand anymore. You are the mom that's holding the hand of humanity. And so be the mom to humanity. And that was 
literally just yesterday. (laughs) So it's fresh in my head, but it's really about owning that we are here on purpose, each and every one of us. And It's our job to share our greatness and our wisdom and our light and our love with the world in a way that is unique to us, however that looks. And so I just encourage people to own that for themselves. And for me, I am owning that, yes, I will help be a mama to humanity. I will share my wisdom, my love, my inspiration to inspire others to reconnect to that love within so that you can experience joy and and love and light on this planet. Well, thanks a lot for sharing. And with that, we've arrived at the last round for today, the wisdom round. So this round is all about uh, taking notes and taking action, and it's similar to a rapid fire round. So Heather, what is the best advice that someone's ever given you? My uncle, uh, I was having a really hard time with a lot of people feeling judged. And my uncle said to me, what they think of you is none of your business. And there's actually a book by Terry Cole Whitaker, and it's it's called exactly that. What they think of you is none of your business. And I ha- I hold that in my space, and especially being out, you know, authoring books and doing Facebook lives and YouTube videos and podcasts. There are a lot of people that have a lot of opinions, and it's none of my business. My my job is to share my light and love with the world. So name a personal habit that keeps you going. Personal habit that keeps me going is I remind myself every day of something that I'm proud of for myself, not what other people think of me, uh, but what I think of myself. I am proud mm-hmm. that I am I have authored two books. I am proud that I have the courage to speak my truth, even when other people may not believe, may may make fun of, may whatever, fill in the blank. Um, but it's really taking that effort every day to remind myself of something that I'm proud of for me, not externally, internally. Because we can be told all day long that we're amazing, but if we don't believe it for ourselves, it, it, it's just words. So my practice daily is reminding myself of my greatness. So do you have a morning routine? You know, I have a young son, a five-year-old, so my morning routines uh, shift every single day. Um, so I don't have a specific morning routine. But what I will say is when I open my eyes in the morning, I say thank you. And, um, you know, I start my day with what feels good to me, why I'm here, and do my best to stay in a space of, of me sharing my gifts with the world in some way, shape, or form for the day and how am I going to do that? So that's my basic ritual. Um, I do, obviously, I do some um, meditation. I do some yoga. But it's not every single day. Every single day I wake up and I say thank you. And I'm really glad to be here on this planet. That's the biggest takeaway for me. <laughs> Got it. So name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today. Um, I actually fell in love with a book that, um, in full disclosure, uh, one of my friends authored. It's called Trustfall. And it's basically, it's a story about trusting life and loving ourselves and redefining what success is for each and every one of us. And it's a really beautiful memoir of how she went through life and allowed um, life to catch her and by life, meaning herself, you know, allowed her to trust fall into the universe has got us and 
we've got ourselves and everything is working out in divine, beautiful order. So I absolutely love that book right now. Wonderful. Action Tribe, I know how much you love our book recommendations. And I also know that many of you purchase these books as soon as you hear them on our show. And that's why Audible.com is offering Action Tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get to check out their amazing service. Now, Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or Kindle, including bestsellers like The Chakra System by Anna Dea Judith, Autobiography of a Yogi by Yogananda, and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com forward slash MSC. Once again, that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash MSC for your free audiobook. So Heather, thank you so much for joining us today. Before we go, tell us one thing that you're grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you online. I am incredibly grateful for people like you that are giving people like me the platform to share our wisdom and love with the world in a beautiful way. So I'm incredibly grateful that I was given the opportunity to connect with you and share light and love. So um, if your listeners want to find me, they can find me at wiseinside.com. And I have a special love bundle on there that you can download the first couple of chapters of both of my books and um, a few other little goodies there as well. So it's a really fun way to be introduced to the book. And um, hopefully it, it helps your listeners Feel love. And that's really the goal. So um, you can find me again at wiseinside.com and all the information's right on the front page for you. Beautiful. So we'll have the link up in the show notes as well. So Heather, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about love and love beyond death, not just love in this life and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.